0: Welcome to Connecting with Film, Bonding Over the Big Screen. This week, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Welcome to Connecting with Film, Bonding Over the Big Screen, a short weekly podcast where we choose a popular film to break down on a thematic level. We share how these films relate to us, and discuss questions that can help you engage in a more movie-based, meaningful conversation. Today we are discussing my personal all-time favorite movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, a rock and roll-infused action comedy uh, with just so much style, where we follow Scott Pilgrim and his journey through seven evil exes. to be with Ramona Flowers. And of course, there's a lot else happening. Uh, This is an all-star cast featuring Michael Cera as Scott Pilgrim, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona Flowers, and Jason Schwartzman as Gideon Graves, as well as tons of other incredibly talented actors and actresses who have now become very famous. This film was directed by Edgar Wright and written by Michael Bacall and Edgar Wright. Uh, and it is originally based on a graphic novel by Brian Lee O'Malley. Today on the podcast, we have myself, Derek, a screenwriter. Uh, and with me is director Paul.
1: Howdy. And by the way, I had no idea this was your absolute favorite film. Pretty cool.
0: Absolute favorite film. I made sure of it when I watched it, you know, two nights ago. Yeah. It's still up there. Um, and with us is, of course, Sweet Perry. Sweet Perry.
2: Hello, that is me, I suppose. I don't know how I've gotten that that <laughs> mantra, but but here it is.
0: Well, here it is. Um, normally, I ask you know Perry what film scene he really enjoyed, but honestly, I'm the one who wants to talk the most about this film. I know. Yes,
2: go for it, Derek. What um, is what scene did you really enjoy?
0: I think that there's so many um, so many bits that make me really laugh in this movie, uh, but I think like the scene. That I, is maybe my favorite is when they get into the battle of the bands with the Caddy and Naga twins. That entire sequence from Scott finding out that um, Ramona had dated twins at the same time somehow, and he's like, I don't know, I don't want to know. Um, and he's just playing bass, and like Steve's like, you know, like, are you gonna the you're gonna be okay? And he's like. Um, you know bands, I know battles, let's do this. And I play better when I'm angry. And then they get to like the Battle of the Bands event, and it's Amp vs. Amp, and they're literally on stage having a music showdown between the Caddy and Aga twins, who at the time, like in 2010, that kind of scene of music was really exploding and getting popular, uh, like Dead Mouse style bands. And so it's a cool in that sense of it's a touch of on the times of what was getting popular. And then the style of the scene is just so cool. It's like an animated music battle between these people, and it's funny. And like they blow the the first like opening salvo, blows the roof off the building. And it's like, that's what we're up against in this fight. People that play music so radical, they literally blow the roof off the building, and you can see the moon. So I think that whole scene is just magical. Well, that
2: actually helps answer a question I had, because I was wondering what happened to evil ex boyfriend number 6 cuz i only <laughs> i only counted the yeah so there you go the twins yeah it's
0: they were twins
1: brother yeah she dated twins at the same time now, she's a mysterious lady it's not just mysterious ex boyfriends they're mysterious exes that's right the, correct yes 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 just exes right that's a very important distinction yes how about you perry was there a scene that stood out to you uh,
2: there definitely was I think I just absolutely loved the little Seinfeld bit <laughs> that they did where they're like it was right after uh, uh, maybe the bus scene or something like where he learns that yeah that Ramona's like hey we're dating but you gotta you know destroy my evil exes and he's like is super excited and goes and it's then you hear the and he's like back in Walking into his his apartment, and there's this they totally just play a little sitcom s Seinfeld bit uh with his roommate he has a laugh and track thought that was really unique and funny to be just throwing into the middle of a movie, and I thought it fit pretty well um yeah, there's a lot of like just really clever things in the movie that I was like that is hilarious writing, but at the same time, I did struggle to follow a lot of it as well, and it was it is only my second time watching, but like
0: I definitely pick up on new things every time I watch this movie and I've seen it a few times. It I think it's so it's so fast paced. The editing is so unique and unlike any other movie I've ever seen. Like the editing and effects. Mm-hmm. Uh Paul, what about you?
1: I really like the visual style. The transitions. Mm-hmm. Like I just oh, haven't yeah. seen anything like that before, where he's walking with knives towards the beginning and they're just kinda looking back and forth as they're talking to one another and the background mm-hmm. just changes from a street. Yeah to a record store, to a Goodwill. Like, it, it was just, the background changed, but nothing, <laughs> their conversation just kept going. I, I just thought there were several things about it. Um, I think it was at the beginning where he's talking with his sister on the phone, and they're both looking away from each other, split screen, and then she leans over and looks at him, and right when she does that, that starts the wipe going for this whole kind of shot after shot after shot. I'd like to go back through and just kind of, look at all the transitions as a filmmaker. I just thought that was masterfully done, but there's so much going on visually. It is kind of like information overload, but that's part of one reason why I think it's so good.
0: Yeah. I I love to describe Edgar Wright, who's also my favorite director, as a carnival ride of a filmmaker, Mm -hmm. because sometimes he just gets you with so many things on screen at one time and everything is happening so fast and there's so much color and stuff. It's a lot to take in. Um, I love it, though, for sure. And, and Paul, I think the those transitions that you're talking about, like that scene with Knives in the beginning on their dates, that is like a really powerful sequence to me. I've never seen it that happen in a film, so that was really cool to watch. It's one conversation through multiple places. Uh, but I think it's really showing how Scott is just kind of drifting through life in the beginning of the film. He's kind of a, a deadbeat, I guess you could even say. Um, I think he's... He's pretty hurt from the past thing that has happened and hasn't really gotten over it and hasn't really figured out what he wants for himself yet. The, that editing just like shows that. Like, he starts dating knives, and it's nice for him just to have somebody to talk with and hang out, somebody who's interested in him. It's not really a, what I think most people consider like a romantic relationship, and I think that Scott isn't really seeing it that way too much either, um, which becomes a problem, clearly, later on but it just it beginning with the editing and like the way that it's done it really feels like such a feeling of kind of just being lost in life.
1: Really good point. Good point. What were what were some
0: other Thank you, Paul. What were some other like kind of themes of the film that you guys saw going on throughout? Well, I I was trying really hard to like
2: find some really good applicable themes um and you know there is they're definitely there, but I was struggling to like put words <laughs> to a lot of them just because of. Him. I love I love this Perry. <laughs> I love the way you react to films and how different it is to me. <laughs> like I don't know. It, to me, the the most relatable theme is like. Well, first of all, it's it's all like very high schooly, so that's it's through the lens of like what's important to a high schooler, like.
0: In terms of like dating and, and this Well just one person's in high school. Everybody else is like college yeah. aged. Oh are graduated. they actually? Yeah. Uh-oh. Scott's twenty three. Oh yeah, I forgot about that little Yeah, <laughs> yeah right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is college aged. <laughs> well they <laughs> Or b- beyond. Okay. Well it's still the
2: the, the drama and and yeah. like the idea of like him having to overcome a bunch to like you know, he finds this he finds this girl that he's now uh infatuated with which i think is is kind of an improvement over girls that he's been just not really you know knives he's like not really that into it seems like yeah but he's like infatuated with ramona but it's but then all of a sudden okay there's this like these huge barriers in the way of them being together so it's like is he is it worth it um is what he's pursuing worth it that question comes up a few times pretty much after each Evil X, like, you know, Evil X number three, four, whatever, like, he's like, oh, I don't know if this is worth it. Like, is there any, should you just tell me right now about all the other ones? Do they all have, like, some supernatural ability? Like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, he's so mad.
1: (laughs) I think there are some really, some really cool themes in here, just thinking about what's going on and what's happening, and I think uh, if you're going to find purpose or meaning in your life and if you're going to have a a driving force, you need to to deal with your past and find a group of people or find another person where you can share even the baggage from your past. I thought it was interesting how they really were able to connect after they learned all the crud about each other, all the stuff they were trying to hide at the beginning. And yeah, there is a line in there too about is it worth it like is she really worth pursuing going through all this and that's a that's a good question just as we enter through life is you know what we're running after what we're going after is it really worth it and then do we have a a place or a community to where we can bring up stuff from our past and and acknowledge it and look at it because if we ignore our past uh, then we really can't move forward
0: yeah i think that's really true paul Derek, what about you? Let's hear it. Um, well, I think I, the overarching kind of plot for me on a thematic level is, is kind of like, obviously, and, and I'll get this out of the way, it's not good that Scott cheated on his girlfriends, um, and <laughs> we don't approve in any way. But now I will go on to talk about Scott from an empathetic point of view. I think the first time I watched the movie, Perry, I was like, this guy's a tool. Like, why would I why would I like this movie? This guy sucks. He, like, is lame and then cheats on both his girlfriends. Like, what the heck? Um, and then I think once I watched it again when I was a little bit older, um, I, I understood a little bit better of what the story is, is really about. Um, for me, I've been thinking a lot recently about, like, things that I want in life and things that I want to do. And a lot of that, I think, is, um, is based in also going through, like, things that have already happened and, like, figuring through that kind of stuff. Um, and, like, clearly Scott has, like, a wound from his ex to, to go over, as Paul was saying. Um, but I think it's keeping him from, like, kind of figuring out what he wants. Um, and then he finds something that he wants. And uh, just, like, in real life has to fight for it obviously it's a much more overblown thing because it's evil exes who are trying to kill him and it's incredible action um but eventually he ends up having to fight for what he wants um and it's kind of similar to 10 things i hate about you that moment where um what's his face tells uh heath ledger tells joseph gordon levitt like is she worth it you gotta fight for it but then i think it, it transitions beautifully into fighting for yourself at the end of the movie uh, which is, I think, also, I don't know, I guess is the type of person that I, I am. Like, that's something that I can struggle with personally. It's easier for me to fight for things that I want than to, like, fight for myself and kind of, like, stick up for myself and, you know, set boundaries that are healthy for me, even when I think they might let other people down. And so I really love seeing him track from, like, basically being depressed and have nothing that he wants um, and just kind of enjoying the moment as much as he can as he drifts through life to find some, finding something that he wants chasing after it actually fighting for it and through that growing to the point where he realizes that he needs to fight for himself and it's only then when he starts doing that that he's able to admit that he's wrong to people that he's cheated on uh knives and and um on ramona and then he's able to reach a satisfying conclusion. He he talks he talks through with nega Scott, right? Mm-hmm. He talks through himself. He he battles his demon himself, um, and he comes out okay. And then he gets a happy ending. I <laughs> so that was that's so that's kind too. of the emotional journey that i i saw what were you saying perry so
2: that was that was that part was so funny too with nega scott and they're like oh my gosh hilarious. solo round and they're just walking <laughs> yeah. in, they're like oh yeah he's actually a really cool guy we're gonna go get like
0: yogurt or something <laughs> yeah, we're right. get brunch. Brunch. yeah we're gonna get brunch <laughs> brunch yeah <laughs> what is some questions you guys would ask people to have some movie-based conversations
2: I think the one that stood out to me uh, was, what are you still fighting from your past? It's a a step away from the movie, which is, you know, he's fighting from the past of the girl that he's pursuing and himself as well. But just focusing more on yourself, like, what are you still fighting from your past?
1: Paul, what about you? Um, has there ever been a time where you had to tell the person you're dating about an ex and how did that go? Oof. Yeah. (laughs) I like that question a lot.
0: (laughs) An evil ex. We've Uh, all
1: been there.
0: Yeah. We've all had those moments where it was like, you know, that actually went really well. And and those other moments where you're like, oh no, I should not have done this. This (laughs) was was a mistake. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This was a mistake. Oh man. How about you? I don't know guys. I just I'm just thinking of I just want to talk about the movie, you know, my eyes are so clouded by stars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this movie had uh Captain Marvel and Captain America, correct? True. Yeah. True.
0: Um, I think I would ask something like Have you ever wanted something and known you'd have to make a big change in your life to get it? Yeah. Good question. Yeah.
2: The battle of Is It Worth it? I feel like that's is like worth yeah. just a constant, yeah. a constant it it? weight yeah. of your life decision making is like, is this worth it? Opportunity cost.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Great stuff, Scott Pilgrim. Also,
0: you know, I just say, what do you think of the movie? Because it's insane, and uh, <laughs> you know, whatever they actually remembered would probably be what we talked about. <laughs> uh, which fight scene? is your favorite. Yeah, which fight scene was, was your favorite. Probably you know what, Perry, that's the perfect Melanie question. She's not here, thank <laughs> which you. Which Evil
2: X do you relate to the best?
0: <laughs> oh man, that's really good. I like that. Yeah, and which fight scene's your favorite? Favorite Evil X? Favorite fight scene? I think that would be a great starting question. Well thanks so much for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.